We want to welcome you to another exciting leadership lesson from Dr. Bill Purvis. This month, Dr. Purvis will talk to his staff through a lesson entitled, Do Your Job. Let's go behind the scenes for this month's staff meeting. Good morning. Good to see you today. Glad you're here, staff. And our, our, uh, our uh, hope today is that, that we, can, we can make the ball move a little bit in our life, figure out how to go in the right direction, how to get there, stay pumped up, and stay in that zone. And, um, and so uh, there's, a, there's a lot of folks in the room today that, uh, that uh, add value to my life. Um, you know, people on staff here at Cascade, people from other businesses here, and a number of them that, that have made a difference in my life already, and, and I'm grateful to them. Uh, the subject that, that I want to talk to you about today is real simple, just three words, called do your job. You know, just do your job. You know, that's, uh, that's not the uh, most complicated thing in the world, but, and, and while it sounds simple, it, for some reason, it just gets missed sometimes. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get Butch to, to res- give you the opportunity to respond, and I'll ask you a question or two, and uh, you can just respond to it, you know, with whatever your answer is. And the question I'd, I'd have is this, uh, what do you think hinders you from doing your job? What, what do you think it is that gets in your way of doing your job? Um, and if, if you were to say, you know, I look at what my job is, man, it's just not getting done like I want it to be. And there's some reasons for it. This is what I wish I could say or things that I feel when I go home at night and think about it. And so before I even get started with it, uh, maybe you've got some, some answers better than the answers I've got. So uh, anybody want to respond to that? Anybody got a, got a thing that you'd say, this keeps me from doing my job? All right, Shane over here, by the way, the best computer guy you'll ever meet. We sub our workout to him, and, uh, and he keeps all the computers working around here. So if anybody needs him locally, call on him. All right, Shane, tell us what the deal is. Well, some of the things that I've found is unorganization, just mm-hmm. getting overwhelmed, just way too many things on the list. you got to sit down for 10 minutes, get organized get everything prioritized, just plain unorganization is right. what hinders me sometimes and my technicians when we see it. You know, you'll see one of my techs over there sitting in the corner like, gosh, where, where do I go next? Yeah. You, know, you have to kind of help them out, get them organized. You know, here's your priority. Here's where you need to go. And then they start being productive. But I'll see that a lot in my technicians. Sometimes they just get a little overwhelmed of, you know, too many things on the list. Right, right. Good answer. Real good answer. All right. Anybody else? Any other reasons why you'd say, this, this prevents me from doing my job? I like your answers better than mine, so go ahead. Anybody else? Brent's is going to be the man he works for. He yeah. worked for me. Um, I'd say distractions. A lot of times around here you get distractions. You come into work with your agenda, what you want to do, and um, you, leave with your, you start the day with reactions, in the mm-hmm. reaction mode. A lot of distractions. People say, can you get me this, can you get me that? That's not even in your field that they should handle. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what I see a lot. Right, right. That's, that's very good. And some of these probably the very same things you're thinking of happen with you. All right, you're trying to do your job. Anybody else? Any other reasons that you think? All right, Mr. Lindsay. The, the, uh, the thing that gets in the way is also the thing that's, that's strong is people. From mm-hmm. the standpoint of continue trying to find people that have the same common values that we have to continue to grow our, our company. Mm-hmm. And uh, so when it gets right down to it, if we can continue to find the right people and train the right people, but that's, that's, that gets in the way of doing my job. Yeah. That's one of the biggest problems, I think, no matter what you do in an organization, the people is the, is the biggest issue more than anything else. And, uh, and, and, and that's right. Good answer. Anybody else? Uh, all right. Hi, right, Deb. Real simply, personal issues outside of work. Mm-hmm. Right, that's right, and, and, and that's true. <clears throat> there's 
That those are some of the issues. So I guess you're getting a feel for it now. That there's certain things you probably say, you know, that's the things that get in my way. Those are things that hurt me. Let me give you a couple of them today, and this will be brief. Um, I, uh, I thank you for your answers, by the way. I think, I think some of it is you, you have to, in, in, in a simple way, you know, to ask the questions like a reporter would, you know, what your job is, how to do your job, uh, when to do your job, and why you do your job. If you can answer those, that generally helps you to do your job. But a lot of reasons people don't do the job. Some of them you just answered, which were great answers. Uh, and these are some along the same, same line. Some of the reasons, I think, are probably three. One is um, we're in the wrong job. Uh, you know, you, you can't put a round peg in a square hole. And, and some people, if, you, you know, if they've ever been in a job where they say, this is the job I've been assigned, but this is not what my skills are, then no matter how you try, you just can't seem to get success. Uh, I've done that before. I used to hire people with good hearts, and I would hire people that had good hearts, and, and they meant well, but they may not have great skills or good smarts. And so you put them in the place, and you meant well, you wanted to succeed, you really felt that they could if they could do what you saw in them, but somehow they never saw it. And so you had a round peg and a square hole. They were frustrated. And the more frustrated they became, the more frustrated you became, the less effective they became. And before you knew it, you just had a big breakdown. And it was just a round peg and a square hole. I think I shared with you one time I was in, uh, in uh, Lynchburg, Virginia. It was snowing. And I, I landed there, and the guy picked me up and was taking me over to this campus to speak. And and, uh, and he was just happy as could be. And I said, what do you do? He said, my job is every day I pick up a speaker to come over here to this college and speak. And he said, I get to meet people from all over the world, and I drive them over there, and I, I take them there, and they speak. And then the next day after they stay over the hotel, I bring them back. And he said, man, I love it. It's the greatest experience to meet people like you and people like others like the, all over the world. And, and I just, you know, for me, that would have drove me nuts. I wouldn't want to go to the airport and pick up somebody every day and meet a new guy every day. And that just, that just was not what I would, would enjoy doing. And I said, well, why do you like that? And he said, man, I had a job for four years as a uh, night watchman. And he said, I hated that job. He said, I love to meet new people. He said, for four years, me and a dog walked around this property at nighttime. He said, I wish somebody would break in just to have somebody to talk to he said, it drove me nuts. And he said, now I got this job where I get to meet people and all this. And for him, it was satisfying because it was the match. And for me, it wouldn't have worked for me because I'm project-oriented. And I want to see a project get started, get, get high level of energy, close that door, move on to the next one. And, and so I wouldn't have enjoyed it, but for him, it was the right job. So sometimes we're in the wrong job. Good person, wrong match. The second is not motivated to do the job. Some people just don't have the motivation to focus on their job. Uh, sadly, but they can take a check and sleep well with no performance. You know, they, they literally just, you know, they're just not highly motivated. I, I was with a highly motivated guy yesterday that uh, I went up and spent a day with him in the mountains. He's been wanting me to see his place. And he's young and very, very successful. So, so he told me, he said, you got to see my new place. So my wife and I took off that Sunday afternoon and went up there. Well, the funny thing is, while we enjoyed relationship with him and, and his family and, and all that, he never sits still. And there was a time that he said, you want to watch a movie? And I said to her, I nudged her, I said, he is not going to watch a movie. I've known him since birth. He's related. I said, he, he's not watching a movie. And, and he runs his corporation. And, and so sure enough, two minutes into the movie, while we're right into this good movie in this beautiful cabin overlooking the mountains, I look and he's outside washing the windows at 11 o'clock at night. 
and he just can't stand it. While he's watching the movie, there's a spot on the window, so he's outside with his Windex. Then he comes back in to watch to see if somebody got killed or whatever. Then a minute later, he's up doing something else, and he just cannot. So I pick at him because we're related, and so I nudge my wife and said, watch this. She said, don't. I said, just watch. So I put my feet up on this coffee table thing. There was these magazines there, and I just slid one of these magazines that they were perfectly laid out, and then I took my feet off the table. In one second, he put those magazines right back in order. Now, he's very obsessed, but he's highly motivated about everything. Everything is hot potato, hot potato, hot potato. Now, some people don't get hot potato about a hot potato, you know? They don't get hot potato about nothing. And you just, they drive you up the wall because you say, if I give you a list of 10 things to do, get those 10 done within the hour. You know, don't, if you go to bed at night with things left on your to-do list, then my question is, what did you do, you know? And, and it just drives me up the wall sometimes when people can live with looking at a list and they say, well, I know I should have, would have, could have, got a check for it, but didn't. And so that's frustrating. But some people are just not motivated. That's why I tell you, I love the illustration about the guy that walked in the grocery store one time, the manager, and he saw one of his employees sleeping. And he walked by and he saw him sleeping. So he went through the store, came back, he was still sleeping. And the manager said, that, the assistant manager said, I don't know what to do with him. He said, I'll fix it. He took a sign, wrote something on it, put it on his neck. And then he walked away. Assistant manager looked at the sign. The sign was laying on his neck, and it said, long as you're sleeping, you still got your job. But when he wakes up, you're fired. Now, that, there are a lot of people that have gone through their job sleeping. Uh, the third one is, uh, and, and it was just mentioned, some people get distracted. They just can't stay focused. Uh, I saw the newest study the other day and didn't want to believe it, but I think it's true. Um, the newest study showed that people who do one job just focus on one job and get it done, are four times more effective than people who multitask. They say people that multitask get many things going, but they drop the ball in completion and in excellence. That is, they got a thousand things going, but they never really fulfill one. And in the bigger picture, the people that focus on the one job and get it done seem to be four times more effective. You know, we've, we've really, uh, we've, you know, we've elevated this idea of juggling a lot of balls so high that we almost feel guilty if we're doing one job. And yet the problem is, is the one job lacks in quality and in excellence. And, um, and then another thing that was mentioned a moment ago was too many interruptions. It can break the rhythm. Uh, you know, don't you hate it when you're just going wide open, all of a sudden there's something, you're right in the zone, you're almost at the goal line, and then somehow you get penalized or called back because there's some kind of interruption. So the question is real simple. How do you do your job? Well, Break up those three words. Number one is do. Uh, do means act. You know, when you say do your job, do means when you walk out of the room, you know what your job is. You don't talk about your job. You, you don't waste time piddling at the job, but you execute. I met a man, uh, I, I say I met him. I don't know him. He wouldn't know me, but, but, I, but I'd heard of him, so I wanted to hear what he had to say. His name was Larry Bostey. Uh, he, he, wouldn't, he would get you by appearance because he doesn't look like He's as successful as he is. If he walked in the room, you'd probably think that, that he came to, um, you know, spray for bugs or something. But, but the guy is one of the greatest CEOs in America. And everybody went after him. All the headhunters went after him. They were throwing millions on the table to try to get him. And nobody could, could get him because he went to work for one particular company and loved it and stayed there and built it to where it was. It was Allied Signal. And uh, Bossity, a few years ago, they came to him and they said, they said, uh, Will you tell us how to be effective? And so as he told the guy, the guy put it in a book. 
and, uh, and, and it's a book that's in print today. It's a great book. David Maddox gave me a copy of the book one time and said, here's a book, and I read it. It was very good. His book's called Execution, and, and it's almost like a military general. He said, whenever you have an assignment on your desk, he said, nothing in the world matters and everything in the world is an enemy until that one assignment is done. He said, you execute. And he said, the problem with the majority of companies that he walks into is they've got great policies, great structures, great layers, great system, even good products, but nobody executes. And he said, if you don't execute, you never win the game. You've got to act on what you're told to do. And so the, the, the whole issue there is when you say do your job, that's what it means. It means to execute it. it and, and the second is when we say your, do your job. Now, here's the issue I think Brent mentioned a moment ago, and that is it's the issue of what you're being paid for. You know, you're being paid for your job. You know, uh, one problem is a lot of people don't know what their job is. You know, they just, they've never clearly said, what exactly is my job? And let's get on the same page. I am grateful. I, you know, I've, I've been married now for 26 years, coming up 26 years. And um, we started with nothing and went a long ways, you know, from where we came from. Uh, and we wouldn't take anything. Debbie's daddy, you know, her, her, her biological father's worth more money than I'll ever see in, in 10 lifetimes. And yet we did not get a penny. We refused to. Just set it all aside. Wouldn't, wouldn't touch it. My own father was very successful, uh, military guy, and had it all. But my father wouldn't give me a dime. I mean, he literally, I went to him one time to borrow $2,000, and I needed, I needed $2,000. It was an income tax deal, and I needed $2,000. And I would have paid him back, and he knew it. And my wife had just paid my father's income tax, and she saw the balance in his checking out. And his income tax that one year was 187000 And so he had, she knew he had it. He was over in Europe, and she said, your daddy's got more money. He could loan it to you. And I said, Debbie, I've spent my life never asking my daddy for a dime. And she said, but Bill, you know, you got to. So I went to him. i never forget, bought him a steak, set at a restaurant, said, Dad, I've never asked you for a penny in my life. And I said, but I'm, I'm really in a mess right now. Don't know what to do, and I need $2,000. And I said, uh, can you help me? Now, here's my father. He says, yep, you are in a mess. And he ate my steak and walked out of the restaurant and left me where, where I was. Now, I spoke to him an hour ago on the phone. He just got through with a lung cancer surgery. Um, he loves me. We get along great. But my father always believed, because he came up through the depression and had to watch everything, he believed, if I give it to you, you won't appreciate it. So the only way you'll appreciate it is for me to teach you that you need to value it. And Probably if he dies, he may leave something, but, but he wanted to make sure that I, I learned to stay on my own two feet. Uh, I, I believe that one of the biggest problems we have in life is sometimes we, uh, we've found ourselves where we've never been clear on things. And the one thing my father always said, let's be real clear. He said, what you think and what I said may not be the same. So I want to reiterate, this is what I'm saying. Do you understand that? And he'd tell me these things. He'd say, Bill, if I tell you to cut the grass, I mean, I'd be a... Little kid couldn't push a lawnmower. Bill, if I tell you to cut the grass, I don't care if you wash the car. I don't care if you paint the house. I don't care if you clean the bedroom. Doesn't matter if you take out the garbage. You had one job, cut the grass. When I walk in this door and that grass isn't cut, I expect that grass cut. He said, now you can do everything in the world and not get my blessing, or you can do that one thing I tell you to do. And he said, we're going to be on the same page. Do you understand that? And I'd say, yes, sir. What is your job? Cut the grass, sir. Cut the grass. That's what we do. All the other things are fine things, but if I say cut the grass, we cut the grass. Is that clear? Yes always means yes. No means no. I, 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 if I say it, that's what I mean. That's just the way it is. So I was raised in a wonderful family like that where I was taught that's the way you communicate. 
You know, you just say it, and, and you say what you mean, you mean what you say. And, and, and it was clear. Um, I think one of the problems is we're not clear. Now, here's how to do that. You ought to often write out what you think your job is, then show it to your employee and let him write out what he thinks it is and see if they match. Um, I have a lady on staff. She's on vacation this week, but uh, because spring break, a lot of our staff are out right now. But, but I remember she was doing some writing for me. And so she said, now, how are we going to do this? Because i got to get in your head. She, she has a degree from, in journalism from over in University of Alabama. Smart lady, can write most, most anything, and she does a lot of our writing. But she said, Bill, how are we going to, you know, how are you going to train me? I can listen to you, but how are you going to train me? And I said, Jackie, I'll tell you what to do. Give me two weeks to train you, just two weeks. And, and if, at the end of two weeks, we'll be on the same page. I went over to Barnes & Noble. I bought two of every magazine that I could get my hands on. I just bought two of them. I came back. I gave her one. I took one. I said, now, Jackie, I'm going to spend a week, and I'm going to do this. I'm going to read this magazine this week, Sports Illustrated. And I'm going to circle everything that I think is important or that gets me juiced up or, 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 or gets my attention. And, and you circle everything you think that I would, I would be interested in. And, and so we did that. Like on Monday, I'd give her the magazine. On Friday, we'd come back, and she'd take hers and open it up, and I'd take mine. And as we did, Jackie began to say, whoa. Everything I thought you'd be interested in, you're not. And, and, and her pages that were highlighted and circled were different from mine. And we did that for several, we actually did it longer than two weeks. I think we wound up doing it about six weeks. But it wound up to where there came times we would take my magazine and hers, and we'd have the same exact places marked. And she began to see through my eyes what I saw. So as a result of that, we stayed on the same page. The other day, I'm, I'm working on another doctorate degree, and so the other day, there was this board that I needed to be at, but I had to be somewhere else. So I said to the, to the president of the university, I said, is it okay if I send somebody? He said, Bill, they're going to want your answers. I said, I promise you she'll give my answers. He said, Bill, I don't know how that's going to work. And I said, well, you know, I can do it by phone or I can send it, but I promise you. He said, Bill, do you realize what you'll lose? I mean, she's standing before this board, and she's got to say these things just as you would say them. Do you realize what you stand to lose? And I said, trust me. He said, okay, your degree. And so I asked her, I said, go up there. They're going to ask you about 20 questions. Uh, you know pretty well what I'll say. And Jackie walked away from there, and she said, you know, it was amazing. She said, I heard you speaking the whole time I was answering. And she said, and these, these guys were looking at me, and I said, man, you ought to get the degree. Well, it's because of years of us saying, let's check the same page. And I think one of the problems we have is if we say we don't know what our job is, it may be that our perception and their perception is not the same. So we've got to come to a clarification of what exactly are we talking about and how do we get there. Now, the, uh, the, the other things I think that are real quickly is when I, say, when I say do your job, it means is don't get in and help somebody else's doing theirs. I'm, I'm, I'm not a big fan of cross-training. I think sometimes about the worth, worthless because we use it for an excuse. It's good to say let's cross-train so that if, um, if Shanita's out, Becky can fill her slot. But sometimes the problem with that is this, is that now Shanita is handicapped because Becky's going to step in and always fill her slot. Anytime she needs help or she gets overwhelmed, come over and help me. And, and I believe we ought to think like a ball team. I played football all through high school, and one of the best things I learned was this. When I looked at my, my, my playbook, all I had to do was do what the guy that represented me was to do. It wasn't my job to worry about what, what the end was doing or what, what the tackle was doing. I just had to know what the fullback was doing. That's all. 
And it was amazing. If I did what I was supposed to do and they did what they were supposed to do, how we moved the ball. And I think sometimes in the work world, we lose that concept. And we, we all run all over each other. It's like a Chinese fire drill. And everybody's going in different directions. And instead of saying, I'm going to do my job. Jack Welch had, and you'll hear me quote him every now and then because I just, you know, I've never said anybody at that, that level of the Mecca stuff. But, but Welch says, until everybody is clearly in their lane doing just their job, he said, you don't really know how good everybody is. You don't really know. You can't measure. He said, you measure when you begin to put everybody in one single lane. Then they find out they may be better than you thought or they may be weaker than they thought. They may need help. He said, but as long as they're all merged together, he said, somebody's strength is covering somebody's weakness, and you're not as effective as you could be. And so that's why we say, do your job. That way, when it's your job, you own it, you take responsibility, it, it makes the big difference. The, uh, the last one I'll say is this, and that's the word job. You know, and the question is, what's a job? It's the assignment you've been asked and paid to do. You were brought on a team for one reason, to do a particular job that you believed you could do and they believed you could do, and, uh, and here's the a, here's a hard part about that. I have a friend who, I don't know how he gets away with it. He's got a company with over 6,000 employees, and he gets away with this, uh, and he says, we just have managers who are trained this way. Now, his company works well, but uh, he, he, he's real animated. You think I'm hyper sometimes. He's more than hyper. But, uh, but here's what he told me one time on the phone. He said, Bill, Bill, let, let me tell you this way he talks. Let, let, let me tell you this. I said, okay. He said, he said here, here's the problem. If you're a plumber, he said, salary people, salary people can get lazy on you. Let's say they have direct accountability on a daily basis. He said, here's the problem. If the plumber comes to your house, he said, and he don't fix the plumbing, he don't get paid. You're right? Yeah. Now, if he comes 12 times, he don't get paid till what? Till your plumbing works, right? Said, yeah. So he can't afford to really be lazy. He's got to do it right the first time, lest he waste 10 other trips. He said, now, your problem is salary people. He said, now I know because i got 1,000 salaried people. He said, but well, here's what we do. We have to have accountability for salaried people because salaried people can get a check having not done the job and come back the next week and get a check having not done the job. He said, that can go on for months and years. And he said, it's always an excuse. It's always, you know, it's in the working. It's coming one day and all that. He said, he said the problem is, he said, salaried people, he said, they don't work like those that if they just do a job, get a paycheck for it. He said, so unless they are highly motivated to do it themselves, he said, you're carrying people that are not producing at the level that they were first brought in to do. And I think he's got some, some you know, it's valid. It's a good argument. Um, and now there's got to be something in us. And I think that's why it's an inside job. Something in us has to say, I need to write out clearly what I'm to do and focus on that one target, not 10, but one, and do that one. So you got to ask yourself the hard questions. You know, what's my job? Uh, can I write it in a single sentence? Am I doing it? And if not, have I sat down and tried to make sure we're on the same page? And then I say this in closing to you. John Maxwell uh, says this, everyone is self-employed. He said, really, you're all self-employed. He said, he said you determine how far you go. Um, I, I like this statement I read years ago. Every job is a reflection of the person doing it. Every job is a reflection of the person doing it. it, it you, see a, you see something clean, you know that the person behind it believes in cleanliness. You see something fast, then the person behind it, their value is fast. Uh, you know, if you see something just, uh, 
with a, with a great atmosphere, then the person behind it believes in the, in the, in the atmospheric environment. The, the, every job is a reflection of the person behind it. It reflects who's there. And, and, and threading that through an organization is, uh, is not easy, but, it, but it's, it's very important. And then I believe the last thing is this. Until you accept total responsibility for your job, you'll never be able to succeed. You, you know, Dr. Phil, you got to own that thing. You know, you, you just got to gotta say, this is my job. Uh, if, if the rest of it falls apart, you know, I'm sorry. I'm not here to hold up the whole organization. But I'm here to do my job so well that anybody that sees my job gets a good impression of the organization. And it's the issue of owning. It's the issue of saying I'm going to do the best I can with what I have, where I am, so well that I'll be so hard to replace that I will make this whole team better because what I brought to this table lifted everybody. And perhaps it inspires and rubs off on others that, that they do that. I, I know that years ago I'd walk through the property. If I got out of my car, sort of walking through, I had one staff member that I didn't do it intentionally, but, but I would, I'd be walking and we'd be talking. If I saw paper on the ground, I just picked it up. And then I'd go a little further, and there was something else, I'd pick it up. And, and one day in a, in a meeting with some other people, he said, you know, now my habit is I can't get from my car to the office without picking up paper. And he said, now, Brother Bill never told me to do that. He said, it's just I noticed that he did that. He said, that's just the way he does. The little things you do, other people watch. And so my hope is when we look at this job, you look at it with passion and say, I can do this, and I'm going to do this. I'll give it the best I can, and I'll find a way to make it succeed. And there's, I believe when you do, it makes you sleep better at night. And, and if you're struggling in that, see somebody around you, see your, see your boss and say, I'm struggling in this, help me out. What would you do? Give me some guidance. Give me some direction. There's no reason to fail. Uh, you, you won't fail if you, if you stay connected and communicate. You'll fail if you're struggling and you don't holler out. People that usually drown when there's a lifeguard around don't realize all they had to do was yell out for help and they can get it. So, so, so take advantage of those around you. Thank you for joining us in this month's lesson. Don't forget about the special offer that we have for you today. Call to receive a behind-the-scenes lesson entitled Saying No Without Guilt. As a behind-the-scenes member, you can receive this $15 lesson for only $5. Call 1-800-474-9235 and mention this offer, which will expire May 25, 2006.